Hello geniuses, welcome back to the Own Your Genius podcast, where we discuss building businesses, growing brands, and owning your genius. I'm your host, brand attorney LaCanya Murray. We have a good one for you today, but before we get started, let me ask you, have you joined the Genius Lounge? It's a place where all of us geniuses hang out to discuss intellectual property, business, and mindset. If you're looking for a community of motivated, high achievers doing what they need to do to succeed in business and life, you need to head over to the Genius Lounge. You can join us at joinlikani.com. Now, I promise you that today's episode was a good one, so let's get started. I'm excited. When I'm looking at your story, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. You don't have one business, you have two businesses. And I found out a little bit more about you when I was learning more about the modern mode agencies that really prompted some questions. So again, I'm super duper excited about this interview. And so what Woman to Woman is, it is our podcast that lets other entrepreneurs know that entrepreneurship doesn't look one way. Social media will have you think that you have, there's a certain path and certain things that you have to do and it looks a certain way, which in turn, some people, they start lacking confidence and believing in themselves that they can do this because theirs didn't look a certain way. Everybody's story is different. And so I'm sharing those stories. And so thank you again for doing this. So Brittany, the sharp standard. First of all, the sharp standard, I love it for two reasons. One, it's a play on your name. Two, y'all stay sharp. Like all the designs and like y'all stay. (laughs) I'm checking you out on social media. I'm going to your website. Y'all are definitely the sharp standard. So I appreciate that. Tell us about your business. You're creating an event industry. Tell me about the sharp industry. So we're a full service event planning company who loves all things pretty organized and in the celebratory manner that we like to create for our events. So I am a huge person. I'm born on Christmas. So that'll give you a little bit of background. I naturally just like celebrations i like to get together like to get with you know my family and friends and i'm always like well why not make it pretty why not make it worthwhile when they see an event coming from you they're like i have to be there so i've taken my passion and turned it into a career my background is in media i used to be a reporter and a producer for fox six and so my degree is in but god really was like that's great and all that you got that but your calling is events. And so I left my job in 2017 to take this on full time. And with each event, we just try to get bigger and better. Like I have so many ideas in my head. So as Mm -hmm. we continue to grow, I'm just so fortunate that God keeps sending us clients that allow me to really take those clients or those ideas and bring them to reality. So again, always trying to continue to set the standard and make sure that we're doing it in a sharp manner. Um, with every event. Well, I love that. And there's a couple of things about what you just said that I want to kind of go into a little bit further. First of all, I love that you are doing something, you know, your your entrepreneur is not really what you were doing in your nine to five or using your degree. So that led me to the question, like before you got your degree, before you chose that path, did you have this desire inside of you before? Like when you were little, were you the person going around and making everything pretty? Like I have yeah. a 12 year old and she's like, I want to be an interior designer. And she changes her room around like every weekend when she's supposed <laughs> to be cleaning. She just is changing her room around. So is that your yeah. story? Like how did that happen? So I have always liked to decorate events. Anybody will tell you, and that really comes from my mother. Like she's just always been a person that like, 
we couldn't just do a basic barbecue. Like it was like the decorations <laughs> and like the invitation, you know, so it was kind of, I thought that was normal for, I thought, I thought everybody did that. Um, and so when I, I, but I've always wanted to work in news. Like I would line my like stuffed animals up when I was little and like, I would be like the anchor. They would be the audience. It goes to show like God is just so good that he truly will give you the desires of your heart all while continuing to lead you on the path to where he really wants you to be and what your purpose is. So I feel like he allowed event planning to be in the background for a little bit, but everything that he was doing was setting me up for what would soon be the sharp standard in the modern mold. Because although I don't technically use what I learned in school, like for my degree Mm -hmm. in my business, the PR aspect that I eventually moved into after leaving Fox 6, the PR aspect really allowed me to be able to brand my business in the right manner. And so for me, I always try to encourage people like, especially entrepreneurs, like don't hate the nine to five. Don't get lost in like the chaos that's there because I'm a believer that everything happens for a reason. So you're there for a reason. So take, look at like, what is God trying to show me through this that is going to essentially help me to excel when I become a full-time entrepreneur? Absolutely. That's always left everything you can learn from. And I tell my kids that very same thing. When you were, so you had your nine to five and then in 2017 you left. Was it a leap or was it kind of strategic and transitioning out of? It was full walk to the end of the cliff and jump. Because again, I really did not want to leave at first. Um, I had become the director of PR for the city council in Birmingham. And I felt like I had reached where I was supposed to be in my career. And so I was like, I would be stupid to leave this opportunity. And God had been telling me for like a year and a half, like, you need to go full time with this business. And I was like, okay, you know how we all get, I'm going to do what I want to do. And then I get in line with your plan when I want to. But I'm Mm -hmm. a firm believer and I always try to advise people when he says do something, do it. Because if not, he will push you in a wall so hard that you throw your hands up. You're like, okay, okay, I'm listening. And that's essentially what happened with me. And so I left and really, I think I maybe had like three or four events lined up or whatever. So I was like, all right, well, that'll be cool. You know, that'll kind of jumpstart the business. And then it just went dead. And thank God for God and his covering and for my husband and his job um, because going from that kind of salary to this, you know, it was, it was very, very scary. Right. I'm just a firm person that always encourages people like he will provide, he'll take care of you, especially when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. He provides even yes. more. So to answer your question, yes, yes, yes. I had like three or four clients at that time, but God literally, it just, it went downhill. Like, like I said, it went like after those three clients, I really didn't have anything for months. And I know now looking back, that was nothing but God testing me because as soon as I had like, and I didn't have anything on the calendar, I was like, oh my goodness, I made the wrong decision. I need to go back, you know? And I really feel like he set it up just like that to see exactly how much I trusted him. Like I know what I'm capable of doing. I know the success that your business is going to have, but I want to first take you through like the the desert where it's real dry and see, do you really trust me? And then I'm going to give you what, what I have for you. So Brittany, you sitting over here preaching like, (laughs) like, Oh Oh my goodness. Yes. 
everything you just yeah. said. First of all, if he told you to do something, he is going to provide. He, like all, he's going to provide. Amen. And that's something um, that I had yeah. to. And that's a lesson I literally just learned in 2020. I've been in business for almost nine years, and last wow. year I was kind of forced to just kind of lay back, not do all the things. And when I stopped doing all yes. the things, it's like God said, "You know what? Thank you. I got it." Exactly. And when I tell you he got it, he had it. And that whole time yes. I'm sitting here pulling and and be like, let go, let go. Trust me, yeah. have faith. Yes, to everything exactly. you just said. Exactly. And you don't have to chase money when you're walking in his purpose. No. He will provide for you Mm-mm. each and every time. Even when I'm sitting up here yes. acting nuts, I think I got to do all the things, right? And not trust him. Yes. He's still providing for me, still providing, even more so exactly. when I decide to back up and let go. So yes, Amen. girl. I think our listeners just yes. need to sit and listen and just really take in what you just said about having faith and trusting God yes. through all of it and being obedient, yes. being obedient. Cause yes. when you're, when you're not, he will put you in that situation where you're like, I don't have no choice, yes. but to do what you want me to right. do. Right. So you were, you were actually, so it sounds like you were doing before you left and went full time, you were doing this part-time. How was it juggling the part-time and the full-time job? It was extremely hard, but I say with anybody, when you want something, it's about discipline. So for me, you know, I really, and I think it is a blessing, I didn't want to step out into this full time until I really kind of got an inkling of how the business works, you know, what kind of events I wanted to do, because originally I wasn't doing weddings. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I, people would look at me like I was crazy, like, oh my goodness, you've got this great job. Why are you working? almost like seven days a week because I was Monday through Friday with the council, which that's really Mm -hmm. a full-time job. Anytime you're in PR, you're like, you're dealing with somebody's brand or image. Like you got multiple cell phones. Like, you know, you got to be on call at all times in case something goes wrong and you need to talk to the media. So I was doing that Monday through Friday and then having events on like Saturday or Sunday. But a lot of that work ethic comes from my parents like my dad is a go-getter like none other and I've seen him you know really push and and grind for his business in a way that a lot of people would think is crazy you know my husband made the comment a few days ago I get people all the time tell me like I don't know how you do what you do and he was like just how they don't understand how you do what you do we don't understand how they sit at home on the couch all day or how they like literally do one thing when they could be doing more than one thing and they're not really excelling and doing what they're supposed to do in their calling. He was like, so your grind is really tapped into the calling that God has on your life. Like, I really do feel like it's a different kind of work ethic. Like, so I was working seven mm-hmm. days a week, but I was also setting myself up because I was making, you know, great money at this job that I could then be putting in savings so that when I did take that leap, I kind of had a little bit of cushion there. And then also it just allowed me not to go dead into entrepreneurship without really knowing what it to run a business. I love that. I love that. It sounds like your mom was a Pinterest mom before Pinterest was even a thing with the decoration of parties. (laughs) And I'm sure you know now, but yeah, everybody's not able. I'm not able. I sure wish I was. (laughs) I don't know why my child wants to be an interior designer. She did not get that from me. At all. And then your dad was an entrepreneur. What was his business? So he owns an insurance um, company. uh, And 
both of my parents have worked in insurance their entire life. Um, my mom used to work for State Farm um, in their corporate okay. office before she retired. Um, and then my dad was over the finance department for Ford Motor Credit um, before he decided to launch his own business. So I think that mindset, like I've always been a person that I said, I never want to work for anybody my whole life. Um, and I really, mm -hmm. I think I got that from my dad when I saw how he was able to leave this huge corporate job, you know, really being the only minority at that time and um, that was in management. And to then leave that, you know, knowing he had a family at home, but then take off with this successful insurance company, I was like, I can do it. And it, I really, again, it speaks to my parents. My sister is an entrepreneur. She owns her own daycare. Mm -hmm. So I really encourage people to like walk up under other people that are doing this so that you can learn the ins and outs because it's not fun. It's, it's great being <laughs> your own boss, but it's a lot of work. Um, yep. A lot of late hours. I always say I'm actually busier now than what I was when I worked for someone else, but yep. I'm busier on my own time. So I can make those restrictions when I don't want to be busy. Absolutely. On your own time and in your own terms. And that makes a huge exactly. difference when it comes to your time. We just talked about entrepreneurship being rewarding, but it's challenging. What do you do when those challenges come up? How do you handle any of those challenges or problems that come up while you're grinding, while you're working? Yeah, I'm very transparent. Anybody that knows me knows I will tell you that a thousand times over um, because I feel like as humans, how do we grow and help each other become better if we're not transparent, if we just try to be, you know, surface level? Mm -hmm. For the longest, I would try to figure out, I'm a fixer by nature. Like, that's just nobody can tell me they can't do anything. I will figure it out. Ask my husband if there are curtains that I want hung up. And he's like, babe, I'll do it after the game. He will come upstairs and those curtains will be hung. I will have figured out how to use that drill. Like, and Google is my best friend. So like, I don't take to know. I will figure it out. And I think that the part of being obedient and really being somebody who can listen to God and really trust him is that that has been my biggest battle. And that I will try to fix things myself before going to God. So one thing that I really focused on last year, and I, I, you know, people talk about the pandemic and it was bad, but for me, it was great in the sense that it really helped me to see areas that I needed to fix, places that my business needed to get tighter in. And so yes. one of those things was God telling me, look, this is another perfect example. You have no control over anything that happens every day. So you need to give it all to me every morning and be consistent with it. And when things go wrong, you need to come to me first. Pray about it. Mm -hmm. Let's pause. Because I like I just get into like, okay, I got to fix this. I wanna, and it's like almost like a challenge for me to fix problems. I love a problem. I really had to like make sure that I'm sending it back to God. So to answer your question, I really, every any kind of problem that arises, I try to take it to God first. And then I always, when I'm planning things, I like to have a plan B already in the background. So usually I've got a what if um, scenario already, in, you know, planned mm -hmm. out in my head so that should something go away, I'm able to fix it, you know, pretty quickly. That's what I'm working on is, is exactly, I'm like, man, does she know me? Like, is she reading my journal <laughs> in the morning? Like, <laughs> Because yeah. there's one of the things that I, I had a conversation with God today, I said, you know what, I've stepped away from bringing stuff to you, from just, you know, bringing things yeah. to you, because I had this thing, like, I have to do it. And that's what 2020 exactly. taught me, is that I don't have to rely on myself, that God yeah. has it, and I can always take it to him. And when I take it to him, I feel so much lighter. 
So right. that's a great way to handle challenges. So if you, I mean, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's the best way to ha- handle challenges. Why put yourself exactly. through all of that when you don't have to carry that burden? Exactly. So that's a good thing. So I like that you. So the pandemic, you know, it did have an effect on everybody. And I heard a lot of people saying that 2020 was canceled because of the pandemic. That's not my testimony. That's not, and it doesn't sound like that's yours as well. Mm-hmm. What effect did the pandemic have on your business? I know you're in event planning, and so a lot of events mm-hmm. were canceled. How does that affect your business? And then did you have to pivot? Let me start by saying this, that again, my story and my journey with the pandemic is not everybody else's. So I'm not in any way lessening anything that everybody else went through. But for us, um, we're, we're blessed that we really didn't have to cancel events. They were just postponed. We had to cancel one event. And that was because the couple was slated to get married like two weeks after the pandemic started. And they were like in their late fifties. They were like, no, we're just going to go ahead and get married, go to the courthouse. And so um, they did that. And we're going to, you know, do something later as far as a celebration. But for me, I am a busybody, and I don't know, like I actually feel uncomfortable when I'm not busy. And so I feel like the pandemic was God's way. And again, I'm not saying I'm thankful for the pandemic, but I'm I'm always looking at, there's a lesson to be learned in everything. So I don't have any regrets about anything. I hate when people say 2020 is canceled and all this, because there were some great lessons that came out of 2020. And for me personally, it was resting. So I go, go, mm-hmm. go, go, go so much. And then if I have an allergic reaction to something, I'm like, oh, okay. I, ate something wrong but I really do feel like it was my body like in different ways trying to get me to sit down because I don't know how to Mm -hmm. say no and I don't know how to like just rest and so those first I would say two months I was able to rest I was able to reorganize some things in my business and restructure like our payroll and taxes you know things that I would not have had time to do because I was so busy with all of our events so I think for me, like I said, that being able to like reset a lot of stuff, like both personally and professionally, that was very beneficial for me for 2020. If everything is a lesson, I like that you see things in that way. If everything is a lesson, what would you say the toughest lesson that entrepreneurship has taught you during this journey? I would say, and this is still a lesson that I'm learning, knowing when to walk away. I have been like this since I was a child, my mom said. Like, I just cannot tell people no. Um, I could have three events set up for tomorrow, and if somebody called me and said, hey, can you come to Alaska? I'm going to figure out some kind of way to get to Alaska and back. And then it's a lot of wear and tear on your body, like mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. And it's like I stretch myself so much that I know it's going to be a day that I'm going to really, really feel that. And so I'm looking at ways that I can really – only take on the projects that I know are meant to be and not like if there's like a weird feeling about it or I don't think it's going to be a good connect with the client, like figuring out a manner that we can look at maybe me referring you to somebody else or looking at, you know, some other options. But I just think I've got to do a better job of knowing what's going to work for my business and what is important to me for my brand versus just trying to get this client an event that we may not be in tune because again everything's about my brand for me and I'm like I don't want to do anything that's going to harness that so that's a, probably a lesson that is still ongoing and I get it a lot of people have problems with like you said saying no and, and not wanting to disappoint people 
I think, and I think exactly. as women, we have that we have that problem with not wanting to disappoint people. Now that's a tough lesson. I agree, but mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, even though it has its tough lessons, it also has its rewards. So, what would you say would be the yeah. most rewarding aspect of like the planning and designing events for your client? Like, what's the best thing about what you do? What I love, and I think is so cool, and I was talking to my hairstylist about this a couple of weeks back. It's not many industries that you're in that you really get to be a part of people's memories, like lifetime memories. Mm. And the fact that I got, I get to be a part of something that people will remember forever, their wedding, their baby shower, a graduation party. I just think that that's cool that I'm in an industry that brings joy to people. It's much like a hairstylist or a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I was telling her, I was like, you have such a big calling, you don't even realize it. Like people can come into the salon and be depressed, be sad, and you get your hair done and you're like immediately, you know, lifted up. A new person. Yes. And so I think I was telling her, I was like, you know, it's much like the event industry is like you get to be a part of something that people will, will remember as one of their all-time favorite memories for the rest of their life. And I just think that it's cool that I get to use what I like to do for fun, which is crafting, creating, designing, and in a sense, using my talent to be able to bring memories to other people. I think that that's super, super, super cool. That is super cool. Like that is the coolest to be able to be a part and help create those memories because that's what life is really about. People, you know, it's not about the things. It's about the experiences and the memories that we're able to create. And you right there helping them create it. So I like that. That's cool. We believe in operating your realm of genius, right? So letting the dancers dance and the singers sing. At what point in your business did you start to delegate? I would say 2000, late 2018 going to 2019, we had like a huge jump in budget for our events. So we started having some really, really, really large budget events. And I am a, my mom will tell you, I have to keep referencing my parents because I'm literally everything I am is because of God and them. But uh, I've never liked group projects because I don't like the responsibility of something that essentially I'm going to get partially blamed for being on somebody else. So I'd, I'd rather just do it myself. I don't care. You know, I'm not going to fuss at you about what you are going to do or what you aren't going to do. Just let me do it. And I know it's going to be right. <laughs> so delegating was very hard for me, but I also felt God's push when he was like, all right, your business is about to take off in a new manner. You're going to need more help. You're going to need people to be able to handle like the light work while you can focus on like the heavy things. So like I said, late 2018 into 2019, we really started bringing on more staff an admin person, somebody to help with my calendar and things of that nature. Now, let me tell you what you said about, you know, it being hard to let stuff go. I think a lot of people feel that, especially when they start a business and they've been in it themselves for so long, that letting go and delegating part can be really hard. What were one or two things that you did to kind of woo-saw your way into letting go? really just had for me I was like I remember when I was in um, management when I worked in my corporate job my boss would always tell me Brittany you're a great manager but one thing that is going to be the death of you in the management realm is that you don't know how to delegate and because of that you're not only Mm. causing more stress for yourself but you're not bettering the people that you that you have on your team because if you keep doing everything for them 
then they're not growing. And so one thing that I looked at for me, a lot of the people that I bring on um, are, are younger, you know, maybe like recent college grads. And I kept thinking, well, I would put myself in, in their shoes. Like, what if I was working for somebody and they told me that I was going to do certain things, but they really didn't delegate them to me because they were so caught up in doing it themselves. It's like I'm wasting mm. their time because they're here to learn from me. And I feel like God has put me in a position to help and teach other people. And if I'm doing everything, not only am I stressing myself out and not being able to fully give myself to my clients, but I'm not helping the people that God has sent my way to really lessen the load for me. So I think that would probably be the biggest lesson that I'm continuing to battle with, but it's getting better. <laughs> but it's but that's true, right? You know, you, yeah. it isn't just about you. Even when you have a business, nothing is about you. Like you just said, like what you're right. doing, it's not about you. It's about helping them create memories. And even when you're hiring, you know, you think, oh, I'm hiring this person for me, right? Because I can get some stuff off my plate. Right. But in the long, the big picture of it is no, God sent them to you for a reason. Like they're supposed to be learning something right. for you. And if you're not letting go, then that lesson's not being learned. I love mm-hmm. everything about this conversation. Thank you again for agreeing yeah. to be on this podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm sitting here reading up on Miss Brittany Sharp, right? Learning about the, the Sharp Standard and all them things. And then I learned that Brittany has not one, but two businesses, right? So you have the Sharp Standard yeah. event industry, event planning. But then you also have the Martin Mode Agency, which you partner with two other women. Now you are using your talent. So that's a PR, visual, and image consulting firm, correct? Yes. yes. How did this happen? Like how and when? So you created the Sharp Standard in 2017. When did the Martin Mode Agency happen? 2017 as well. It's funny. I actually have my, um, one of my branding (laughs) on now. That wasn't even, um, that wasn't even on purpose. I just had, I needed something that was kind of cool. So Again, going back to God, and I and I always tell people, if you know anything about me, I'm gonna talk about God until I'm in the grave, like, and I'm gonna be in heaven, like, singing and dancing with Him because He literally is just so good, and He really, that Bible verse, He will give you the desires of your heart, like, it is so, so, so real. So when I left the council, I naturally was sad. You know, as, as crazy and as stressful as it was. I enjoyed PR. I enjoyed helping people solidify their brands, crisis communication. And I was like, God, I'm listening to you. I'm a big person with God. And he tells us to be this way. Like, go back to him if you feel like, no, that ain't what you said. Like, you said I can have the desires of my heart. So I'm going to follow your path that you have for me. But I still like PR. And just as sure as it's in the word, he allowed it to happen. So, like, when I left the council, I had always... But maybe like three or four years prior to that, I was talking to one mm-hmm. of my my good friends, Ariel, and I was like, man, I want to start a PR firm. At that time, there was not a minority owned, really double minority, because we were African-American and women, PR firm in Birmingham. And I see so many businesses that have the potential, but they fail because they don't have solid PR. And so I, we were just out at lunch, and I was like, yeah, I want to do something with the word um, mold, because I feel like when you're molding somebody or something, you're shaping them. So I want to help people shape the, the image of their company. That was in 2013. I still have the email. And so in 2017, when I left, I was like, man, I'm kind of missing PR, you know, so I wonder if I could. So this was like, I left in March, maybe like May. So one of the girls um, that I had brought on to work for me that has 
turned out to be one of my best friends, Devin Wyatt. I reached back out to her because she left the council shortly after I did. I was like, hey, I'm talking with Ariel. There's, there's, I think there's an opportunity for us. You know, I want to launch this, this PR firm and they were all on board. So we all brought something to the table. And that again, just shows how good God is and everything for our lives is already crafted. We just have to walk it out. What are the odds that we have this PR firm where you have a public relations professional, which is me, a visual branding, which is Devin. That was her background. She did videos and all of that stuff, social media. And then Ariel was an anchor. So the image consulting, how to dress, how to talk for interviews, all of that. Like it was literally the pieces were like right there on the platter for us. And we just put it right together. So we launched in 2017. We're still going. And it's great for us because we're able to, like I said, use what we had from our background, working in the media and helping others um, really learn how to solidify their brands and stay relevant um, well after, you know, establishing themselves. So it was just something that kind of came to be. I, I always tell people, like, how did it start? God has literally set everything up for me in my life. I don't really have the blueprint or I did this, I did. I'm literally, like, stuff has been thrown in my lap and I just take it and, and run with it, so. Praise God. <laughs> That's what yes. you were talking about, I was just like, praise God. I mean, that is, thank you for yes. being obedient. That's what I heard while you were talking was obedience as well. So, because God yeah. gives the opportunity, but sometimes we're not obedient. So we'll be like, oh, no, right. I can't do, I can't start one business and then immediately start mm-hmm. a second business. God, like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to do that. Like, but you were obedient and you did both. Yes. How is, now, what's the difference between, because at the Sharp Standard, you're the sole owner. Now, with the Martin mm-hmm. Mode Agency, there are three of you. You have partners. What's the difference between, yes. you know, working, you know, yourself and yeah. then having partners? So. The way that we divvy up our work for our clients is I, I strictly handle all of the public relations. And then Ariel strictly handles the image consulting. Devin handles the visual branding. So um, we it's almost still like your um, owner of a lot of, like, you know, particular projects, like it's just one person. You know, we collab mm-hmm. if there's a client that needs, like, all three services will say, okay, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what you're doing. But it's great because I'm I'm always big on, I want to continually be able to learn from other like impactful women. So I'm able to learn from them about like mm-hmm. things that I can do better from modern mold that I could then push over to sharp standard. Um, and it's great not having to be sole owner because I'm already, you know, the sole owner of one business, I don't have as much responsibility and I feel like everybody does what they're supposed to do. And, you know, we, we divvy out, you know, the tasks so that nobody is overwhelmed and we're still able to do our own things outside of modern mold. I love it. I, I love that. And the fact that you have great partners, because it wouldn't happen. You wouldn't be able to do that if you had partners that weren't like-minded, that didn't have the same determination and work ethic. As you, so I'm sure that was something, a quality that you picked up on in the very beginning before you even reached out to them about doing this. Right. We have reached what we call the genius round. So this is the Own Your okay. Genius podcast. We talk about basically operating your realm of genius and owning your genius. We talk about business mindset and law. And so I'm a big believer that everything you do, like it starts with your mind. We tell us that. So. We have this genius round where I have a set of questions that I'm going to ask you, and we'll go from there. So what does owning your genius mean to you when you hear that, owning your genius? What does that mean? I think it means owning what you know you can do. You know, I know that I can uh, decorate and design 
and organize events. So no matter what chatter is out there, no matter what obstacles come before me, I know what I was called to do. So when you know your calling and you know that mm -hmm. God has equipped you to handle that calling, nobody can take that from you. So I would say that's you're owning your genius, you're owning your craft, you're owning what's in your head and what God has has embedded in your DNA to be able to do regardless of anything or anybody that, you know, tries to step in the way. I love it. You walking in confidence. Can nobody tell you what you already know? Nobody. Love it. <laughs> yes. What's, <laughs> what's your favorite or go-to business or mindset book? The Bible. <laughs> so I, I, it's so funny. I always tell people like, the Bible literally is like our, I feel, manuscript for life. There are so many things about, like, I look at Job a lot of times. He was this great business owner, owned all this stuff, and then he lost everything. So what happens if that happens to you? And I always said, I want to be like a Job, that no matter what, I can still give praise and honor to God, knowing that he's going to provide, knowing that he's going to take care of me. And so I would probably say him. And then I also read a lot of books from, I'm obsessed with our forever president and first ladies. Anytime they come out with a new book, I'm always big on that because I love Mrs. Obama's mindset on how she's able to like mesh, you know, think about raising kids in the, in the White House and how she was able to really kind of keep not just the kids grounded, but Barack grounded and everything. I always think, you know, we're trying to have a child now, like that's how I want to be with my business is I want to make sure I've got it spread out in the manner that I'm able to give everybody their due time and that nothing gets left and the kid doesn't feel like, well, my parent wasn't here <laughs> like they should have been. I like both of those. I just received Barack's book a few weeks ago. I haven't read it yeah. on my night table, but I do have okay. it so that I can get into what advice yeah. would you give a person that's considering entrepreneurship? I would say mentor, like find somebody that will take you on as their mentor and literally shadow them. I think that is the best way you can learn how to do anything and being able to work for free. Like I'm big on like, I can't tell you how many times I've done stuff for free or I go and mentor somebody for free and say, hey, can I help you with this just so I can learn more because knowledge is more than money all day, every day. So um, when you have that mindset that you want to really just learn and it's not always about like making money, those are usually the people that generally excel quicker than others. So job shadowing is the number one thing you can do to really get into that field and understand if that's something you want to do full time. I agree wholeheartedly. One, definitely yeah. with the job shadowing and definitely with working for free when the opportunity presents itself. I remember I was working yeah. for an attorney and it was a paid position, but it was one of those positions where I thought I was going to be touching legal stuff, but instead I was like mm -hmm. answering the phone and then an opportunity presented yeah. itself to work for an attorney for free, but I get to touch legal stuff. Yeah. That's what I did. Right. Like I, yeah. I was like, I talked to my husband, I was like, and he was like, cool. And I went and did that free thing, but I learned so much, so much exactly. to have someone take you under their wing and show you the way there's nothing. I mean, that's priceless. So I yes. agree. That's definitely something to do. And then shadowing, that's one of the reasons, like, I believe in entrepreneurship in the Black community, because one of the things that I feel like we at a disadvantage of is that we have things that we want to do, right, as kids, mm -hmm. but because we don't see anyone in our community doing it, we don't, or we don't know anyone, we don't have the opportunity to shadow them as a kid to see if that's exactly. what I really want to do. 
And then we go to school with this idea of it, right? We go to school with this idea exactly. of it, and then we we get into it, and we're like, whoa, <laughs> what is this? This is not what I expected at all. So I yeah. definitely agree that mentoring and shadowing is, is, is key. So if you have that opportunity to do that in your entrepreneurship journey, just to, one, do mm-hmm. it as, as, you know, be a mentor, mm-hmm. mentee, but if you have the opportunity to allow someone to shadow you and be a, a mentor to that person, definitely do that as well. So thank you for that. Yes. And the final okay. question in the genius round is what is your go-to affirmation? What do you call out? What do you say when you just need to kind of get yourself going? Two things. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. He knows. That's what I so it doesn't matter what I walk into. Yes. If I literally go out tomorrow and I learned that the venue for our wedding in two weeks is closed. God already knew this. He knows the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So if God already said it, why am I stressing? And I was reading something in my devotion yesterday about we get so, uh, and I'm a planner, so I know he was speaking to me. We get so excited (laughs) and anxious about like, okay, I got to have this day planned out this way. That's not what God says. Focus on today. That's it. And so that is my go-to. And then also, well, I actually have two more. The other one is, okay. um, you know, working to man, working to God is not unto man. So uh, everything that I'm doing, I'm working to please God. And when you have that mindset, you won't fall into this lap of, or, you know, oh, I'm so anxious. And I feel like I'm about the world's like, everything's pounding on me. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, as long as I please God, that's what matters. I'm working unto him and not unto man. And then my last one, I can do all things. Christ strengthens me. Yes. goes back to Jeremiah. He has already set you up for success. So if you're looking at it to think anything beyond that, that's not of God, you know. So he doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, nope. and hope. And so it's like anything else out of that, that's not of God. That's not of God. And that and don't have nothing to do with you, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. Tell everyone, how can we find you? How can we connect with the Sharp Standard? How can we connect with the Martin Mode Agency? And if you have a personal brand page, how do we find you? Yeah. So I'm on social media at the Sharp Standard, my business name. Modern Mold is the Modern Mold. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all your social media platforms. Um, My website is thesharpstandard.com, same thing with Modern Mold, themodernmold.com. We try to make it as easy and as plain and simple for people. Um, But I'm always, I'm a big social media person. Again, I think that goes back into my PR aspect. I love to connect with people and um, share different things with people on there. Um, So, yes, reach out if you have any questions, you want to chat, go to lunch, whatever. Um, I I love people. I love interacting with people. I think that's why God has me in this business. Awesome. We will definitely drop all of those links in the notes. So you guys make sure that you hit the show notes so you can hit these links and you can connect with Miss Brittany Sharp and the Sharp State of the Sharp Standard and of the Martin Mode Agency. I love everything about you. I'm so glad we had this opportunity to meet and thank you, Melissa, yeah. for connecting us. This was such an amazing interview. I really appreciate it. Let's take this conversation over to the Genius Lounge. I want you to share this episode with three friends and have them meet you there. But you know what to do before you go. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and rate the podcast. Until next week, I want you to keep building your business, growing your brand, 
and owning your genius.